Welcome back to the What on Earth podcast. You know how we're coming. Yeah, it's me and Max today. <laughs> Jawadi and Jokum. Speaking of which. Yeah, we also got a Jawadi Jokum podcast coming soon too. That's the name of it. The name of the podcast is the Jawadi and Jokum podcast. I guess by the time this airs, actually, there will probably be several episodes out. Yeah, there will be a few. It comes out. What days do we say? Every Tuesday. Right. Every Tuesday we have. A Jawadi and Jokum podcast. Actually, let me s- set this straight. So we have What on Earth Wednesdays and and Sundays. Mm-hmm. We have Extra Time Fridays, and we have Podcast Mondays and Jawadi and Jokum on Tuesdays. So, you know, w- we got to build up to a full week of things because we still have. You mean like one every day throughout the week? Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a lot of effort, though. <laughs> yeah, we can do it though. We still have Sante's uh, football podcast to come. Maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll just have one day off during the week to get everything sorted out. Mm. And, um, what else? So today, I believe you had a topic you wanted to discuss. Yeah, so yeah, so today the topic is philosophy. Yeah, and so this is inspired because I'm taking a philosophy course, as I was telling you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just had, for the first reading that we had to do for that course, I was like, Socrates is like, um... Socrates didn't write anything himself, so he, like, in his life, he never made any books, nothing. It was Plato, who was one of his, like, students that wrote about him. A scribe? Yeah. Uh, a scribe. I don't, well, I don't no, know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but it, <laughs> he's, like, one of the students, and he was just, like, a very, like, yeah, a bit, he was big on, like, writing stuff up, you know? He did a lot of writing, He so he had a couple of pieces. Plato did, Socrates never did. Mm-hmm. And so Socrates, for the those who don't know he was like a i'm sure a lot of people a lot of like the people listening are going to know he's a philosopher like that's like the very like that's the tip of the iceberg though he was like known for like questioning everything and he would like get he was like one of those people that it wasn't arguing when you're arguing with him he was like a true pioneer of civilized discourse Mm -hmm. and so he was questioning everything, you know, he was questioning like the ways of beliefs, you know, I think back then they had some very strict, like religious beliefs are very like, you know, like they, they, they all believed in like Zeus and like the, the ancient Roman gods, Greek gods, pardon me. Yeah. Greek, the Romans had a different thing going, different versions of the same gods. Yeah. 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 So he was questioning all of that and that was dangerous for the people in power at the time. And so they sentenced him to death. Mm hmm. You know, they had sentenced him to drink some poison and, you know, to die that way. Yeah. And so he he approached death with no fear, though. That was the whole thing. So that's what this was all about. So Plato wrote about the day before he was supposed to drink that poison because Socrates had a whole following. You know, he had a whole group of followers mm-hmm. in back in uh, in ancient Greece in his city of, in the city of Athens. Was he verified, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, so so he um he had his whole following, like he had a whole group of like students under him that would talk about like he would talk about philosophy to, and they, he would teach them philosophy. And not only would he teach them though, he would have civilized discourse with them, and they would debate like you know different topics, right? Yeah. And so he was ex- extremely be- beloved figure in Athens, and so all these people they found out he was sentenced to death. They were you know it was terrible. They were so outraged. They, yeah, they were very uh, unhappy with it, to yeah. say the least. And so they were, they came and they were talking with him. They were being with him in like his final moments and the day before he was supposed to drink the poison. And Socrates was kind of just like, 
his whole attitude is very nonchalant. He was kind of just chilling, like, all right, like, you know, I'm about to drink the poison tomorrow, and that's going to be that. Everybody else was kind of freaking out. All of his disciples are like, man, you're about to drink the poison. Like, this is fucked. This is terrible. This is crazy. You know, like, we got to do something. Yeah. And it's funny, actually. They had, like, the ability to get him out. Like, they were going to, they could break him out of jail. They had the resources. They had everything. And they're like, Socrates, all we need is your go-ahead, and we're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you out of Athens, and we're going to take you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And Socrates is like, eh. You know, he, he said, no, don't do it. And so... It talks about the dialogue that, um, it, it is a dialogue, and the, the one that Plato wrote is just, like, the discussion in the day before he passed away, like, they, they had a very interesting, like, s kind of civilized discourse, where he was telling them why he's not scared of death, and so his thing is that he believes that we're all on this planet, and we all are grounded by the, the body, he believes that there's two separate entities in all of us, so... The thing number one is the body and thing number two is the soul and so he believes these are t totally mutually exclusive of, of each other and so the first part of the dialogue is socrates convincing his disciples through our, like civilized discourse that the soul exists before the body is born into this world and the reasoning is kind of interesting i can't even fully like break it down the way he did but essentially it's like what he argues about, he, he gets a ton of like yeses, you know, he asks like a bunch of obvious questions. He's like, when you're born, you know, you're, um, you, you don't know anything. Right. And the, the answer is like, yes, we don't it's like, you know, and he's like, and so we see things though, and we learn things. Right. Yes. And he's like, yeah, you know, cause it's, or, or, it was, um, I can't remember the name of the character who he was talking with, Eshikodes or something, <laughs> but Eshikodes yeah. is like, yeah. Like, that's true. And he's like, and so the thing is, when we get new information, we associate it with something else every every single time in order to be able to, like, learn it. You know, it's like we take information that we already have and then we associate it with some information we don't have that we just learned. And that's how we remember things. And he's like, yeah, that's more that's more or less true. Yes. And so his thing is, so Socrates is like, well, if that's the case, then we have to have a knowledge of what equals means. You know, when we're born, we have to have an innate knowledge of what it means, like, for to, for things to equal or, like, in order to be able to link these two kind of things together. And so, Eshikotis was like, yeah, I guess so, you know. And so, essentially, through this kind of line of questioning and him, like, getting a bunch of concessions or, like, yeses from, you know, the person he was talking with, yeah. he eventually makes the argument and it's commonly accepted among everybody in that room that the soul exists before death. Or pardon me, before we're born. And so everyone else, the thing was, though, he was struggling to prove to them that it also exists after. His thing is, we die and the, like the body dies. And once the body dies, the soul is ready to like, you know, to go and be like, I guess, to achieve enlightenment. His thing is a philosopher plans on dying like throughout, like throughout his whole life, he's rehearsing when he's dying. Because the whole thing is a philosopher knows that all of like the unholy desires that we have, you know, all of the like greed, like, you know, lust to a bad degree, vanity, you know? all these things, exactly. Yeah. Vanity, all of that. It's all desires of the body. He believes that the soul is like our higher self and the soul doesn't desire any of that. In, in order for us to be able to depart from this world and become like, go to what his version of heaven is. Mm -hmm. We basically stop believing in all of these, like, or we stop, it's like once we stop wanting all of these things, like, inst like you know, you don't eat too much. You, you eat a little bit, but you savor it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, 
you don't drink, well, I, I don't know about what his stance was on drinking, but you know, it's like, you don't go and try and like have sex with every single woman, every hot girl that you see, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you go and you find your one wifey and you go and you do that. <laughs> you did know, you just say wifey? Yeah, I did say wifey. <laughs> You know, the whole thing is, it's like, you know, it's, it's okay. All, like, all these things, they're okay, but you do it in moderation. And you yeah. do it, like, you don't let your and that's desires not the main, consume you. It's not the main focus. Right. Like, there's a higher purpose. Right. The whole thing is, these desires are all right, but the thing, like, because, you, th- you know, the thing is, in order to survive, like, you know, in, in order for the population to keep going, like, you got to do certain things. But the whole thing is, you can't let your desires consume you because that's what the body's essentially doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're saying that the, the desires, if they're consuming you and you're doing it excessively, it's because your body's in control as opposed to your soul. That's very interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought so too. And the whole thing is that once you're, one, like, once you're in control of these, like, desires and, you know, you like, I guess the sins, it's pretty much the sins, like, you know, and you're in, in control and doing everything in moderation, that's when you're ready to die. And once you've lived a fully fulfilled life, that's when like the philosopher wants to die. The reason why Socrates wasn't scared of the po- drinking the poison was because he knew he'd lived a fully fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. You know, he was married. I think he had, I don't know if he had kids. I don't know. But, you know, he, like, I guess he ate his meals and he savored them, you know, he and he, he made his impact. You know, the fact that we're still talking about him today is a testament to that. And I think he knew that, like, his legacy was, all right, you know, everything he had done, like, he, he was ready for it, essentially. And so his thing is that the philosopher aspires to die, like, once they're ready to, because that's how you go to heaven. Once, you, once you're, like, a, essentially ready for it, then, you know, you, your soul separates from the body because the philosopher hates the body. The philosopher loves the soul. And wants the soul to go and achieve its higher purpose, you know, and Mm -hmm. like, and that's knowledge. That's the ultimate knowledge, you know, and the thing is, he said, if you, so he had a really interesting kind of idea of what happens after death, if you're not in the right place, like, you know, if you're not, like, if you're still consuming, if you're still basic, if your body is still like holding on to, or if your body still controls, I guess, I, I guess like us as people are, are controlled by two things, either the soul or the body. And if your body still has control over you at the time you die, you die. His thing is you can be born into like, like, you know, if someone acts like a donkey, <laughs> you know, his thing is they're going to be born back as a donkey. You know, if they that's act- really interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's such an interesting concept. Yeah. And so his thing is, but if you know, if you're ready to die at the proper time when you are, then you go and you reach the like enlightenment and you find out what's like, what's mm-hmm. what for real, you know? Because it's like, I guess the thing is like, we're all born into this world and we don't really know like, you know, anything about the creation of it. We're just kind of put here and we like do our thing. Mm-hmm. And I, for him, the ultimate kind of goal in life is knowledge. And you can achieve this higher knowledge once you're ready and once you've done everything, you know, that you're supposed to. You know, and once you're truly in control of like the, what, like the soul body dynamic, that's kind of what he was saying. And I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really cool. That is really interesting. Is this... A, a means of talking about legacy or is this a means of talking about death legacy is kind of my t- my thing on it that's he never said legacy his yeah. for socrates it's like you but you can kind be, of like infer that it's a bit like that because i think it's fulfillment i think it's uh, yeah okay, once yeah. you once you master all of these like desires you know like the desire to constantly eat the desire to constantly fuck the desire to constantly <laughs> yeah. you know no nah, but for real yeah that's true yeah because th- those are essentially what make us do stupid shit shit that we shouldn't be doing for real you know and once you're you've mastered it all feels of it, good that's why people have no control over exactly it. yeah. it's bodily pleasure you know it's like the body wants the, these things the body enjoys these things it and tastes so, good it feels good it, yeah exactly 
And once we've mastered all of it, we can truly become fulfilled and achieve our higher purpose. And so legacy is what I'm calling it. But it's really like once once you've mastered all of these things, you're ready to go do what you're destined to do. That's kind of the way he saw it. The way I see it, or I don't know, I just had this thought that, you know, as a young man, like these things, I don't know if we're like, it's going to take a long time to master these things, right? Like, we're going to, we're still going to be affected by, like, we're going to want to go get drunk every once in a while. We're going to, we're want, like, you know, going to watch a movie and eat a shitload of junk food or whatever. Like, we're going to do these things. And I don't know if it's a matter of experiencing them and then, like, moving on from them. Or if it's just, like, no, we should avoid this. Do I don't you see think, what I'm saying? I think his stance is that, like... What was his stance? The faster you can do it, the faster you're going to progress and become fully fulfilled. The thing, like, the thing is, everyone's version of what it, it means to become fully fulfilled is different. Like, yeah, yeah. S- like, self-actualized, you might say. You know, and the thing is, the faster we can kind of master these things, these bodily desires, the, the desires of the body as opposed to the desires of the soul. Because the soul just wants knowledge. The soul just wants to know what's up. The soul wants to know why we're here, like, what God is, like, you know, what happens after we die. Like, it, it just, the soul craves knowledge. The body craves, like, material yeah. things. And once we ma- get, like, we master this urge for material things, then we can achieve, like, you know, the knowledge part. And we can also, we don't have these things that are going and distracting us everywhere, you know, because the world's filled with distractions of these things. Mm-hmm. Two things on that. First, I'm going to have to clip when you just said, the soul wants to know what's up. I'm going to have to clip that because it's such a good quote. <laughs> the soul just wants to know what's up. <laughs> It's true, but I mean, uh, <laughs> you think he means like the quicker you can do these things and learn your lesson from it and move on. It's like, or what if someone's, what if someone's like fulfillment is to be like a porn star and fuck all day? I don't think that's, you know, uh, truly, if you go to most people and ask them, what are you at your highest but aspirations? There's, some, there's someone on this planet whose highest aspiration is that. What? Maybe they think that is, but that's a bodily kind of higher uh, here's the thing i'm kind of like you're like nonsense no no but you're playing like the devil's or i'm playing the devil's advocate you're i know you're not speaking from your own beliefs you're speaking from what you've learned of about socrates some of it you may like believe as well and some of it i do believe as well what i learned from reading his thing this is what his belief belief system is Mm -hmm. i don't know the thing is i just all i know is that i don't know (laughs) yeah you know that's uh another that's a socrates yeah. quote actually funny enough isn't that aristotle um, didn't he say that aristotle i think was also like socrates so he taught plato and then plato taught aristotle so aristotle is socrates disciple i don't know one of them said that um so you don't think that anyone's true purpose is to be a porn star i don't know i, I think someone who becomes fully self-actualized probably wouldn't want to do that job because it's a really from what i've heard like i read a, a, like an article about it it's a terrible job was it you know, a vice not, article it, it might like, have been sounds like something vice would write but uh, yeah I don't, I don't know the whole thing was though it's not like the sex they have in porn is not pleasurable at all it's actually terrible and it's mm. like you know it, however it looks when people watch it you know it's yeah. terrible for them to do there's no enjoyment that comes out of it at all you know mm-hmm. what okay. about like is the do you th- okay, so would you look at, like, the Dalai Lama or, like, monks as, like, an actual, like, r- realization of what Socrates is saying? Then? Like, these people have mastered 
I think monks subscribe very to a very similar kind of philosophy. The, yeah. You know, because their whole thing is they just all they, uh, well, there's different types of monks, but the ones I'm thinking of, what they like do is Buddhist they med- monks, right? Yeah, they meditate all day and just read books. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, that sounds like a decent life. You know, like they just want to get knowledge, mm-hmm. and they're not like controlled by, you know, lust or money or greed. Yeah, the thing is though, I th- what I believe is that the world because the world is filled with problems. I believe it's actually, I don't think monks are fully fulfilled. And the reason why is because they don't make an impact on the world. All they do is, it's it's kind of selfish. You know, they make an impact on themselves. They become like fully, you know, knowledgeable. And like, it's a nice life just reading all day, you know, not dealing with anything. But there's nothing they do to really like help us out of the current state we're in. But don't they do like some kind of? They meditate. No, they just meditate and read. <laughs> you know, like, think about it. I mean, maybe uh, maybe the monks that go and take in, like, you know, orphans. Who have I was going to say, they like, do. The, the they have, like, monasteries like and shit where they, you know, and they probably help other monks achieve enlightenment as well. Yeah, uh, probably. I don't know. They do uh, things like that. Like, I'm, they're not out here battling Australian that. wildfires and... Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that the I mean, like, because they don't have the resources, they're, you know, they're uh, enlightened, and they, I don't know, like, I wonder what it's like to be enlightened. Do you even like think about money at all as an enlightened person? You know, you're like, I need to eat. Like, I don't think you do. Do I need to eat? Really? You know, like. Yeah, it's just like you eat, but you know, it's just you eat it three times of the day, and you just savor it. You eat slowly. You just enjoy it. You know? No, no, no. I mean, like. Like a broke as fuck monk. Like if you're just a <laughs> like a bum monk, like what happens? Well, what's broke? Because the thing is, there's like certain these monks that probably have no have, money you know? out here. They're yeah, but monks. do they need? They don't need money because money just buys material things. All you need is shelter. If they have a monastery, they've got that. You know, if they're making the food themselves, they've got food. You know, if they yeah, they've, they've got their own water, they're good. They're lit. They don't want anything else. Well, except for maybe don't books. they need to? Yeah, don't they need to buy books? And I, th- I think they they've got that though. <laughs> Maybe they steal them. Don't they need to buy food? <laughs> yeah, they don't. They can't grow all their food. No, they could. But like, I don't, I don't know if they do. There's tons of monks. They they can't just all, you know, be out growing all their food, man. They take like thousands <laughs> of acres of food, or of uh, land, and I don't know. As a monk, I feel like I would get bored. Of meditating, I don't know, man. What I wonder what enlightenment actually is. Do you know? Do you have any idea what like the concept of enlightenment is? Based on what Socrates' definition of it, it's like once you're ready, once you've mastered all of the bodily desires, and you're essentially controlled by the higher self that is the soul. Mm-hmm. Enlightenment is dying and finding out what the world's really all about, like finding out what's up. <laughs> that is interesting, but maybe I'm just way too ingrained in like Western society. That thing I, just, is, I, I feel like I would get bored of meditating and reading all day. No, that's so that's something different. That's like, you know, that's uh, I, I think I don't know that I actually would. Like I could meditate and read for a, a long time. <laughs> like we talked about this, like I don't meditate, but I do have experiences in my day to day that are like meditative or like therapeutic to me, like playing footy is therapeutic to me. Because I get to, like, get physical activity. I feel better mentally. Um, even reading every day or, like, just taking a bit of time in the morning to, like, just wake up when it's still kind of dark and the sun's rising. Those are therapeutic to me. And I feel the effects of that. 
Like, I don't know. I know what you mean by that. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. Any other points on, on Socrates that you wanted to bring up? No, I feel like we've covered a lot of it. <laughs> that was very, very cool. You know, we should we should talk about more, like, philosophical things on here because I always find them very interesting. And I remember in a philosophy class I took, <laughs> I just, I found the topics very interesting. I found the people in my class very, very irritating, though. Really? Yeah, because they were just, like, like kind of kissing up to the teacher's idea of what they thought but it's philosophy so things are meant to be questioned all these people are taking one side of like a that's a, funny. of a philosophical question in the in the dialogue of socrates you see all of his followers like not not all of them some of them were kind of like objectively like oh, i don't know about this part but a lot of them were like yes socrates like yeah that's what i'm saying you know like tell them <laughs> tell them you know and it's just like man think for yourself a little bit you know it's yeah. like, not everything he's saying is really like you know <laughs> yeah i might have to whip out the old philosophy textbooks and think of some topics because i would love to to get some uh, you know how we do quizzes on here mm-hmm. We could do some philosophical questions as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. So that, thanks for that, that um, spitting back your knowledge. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm just relaying, like, you know what I learned in class. I love it. And uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. It's super appreciated. If you haven't yet, go subscribe to all of our podcasts that we have here at What on Earth Media. And uh, yeah, listen to them. We love the listeners. Hmm? We love the listeners. We love you guys. You guys. Yeah, it's super appreciated. All the support, everything. And uh, let us know if you have any ideas and anything that you want us to talk about in the future. And uh, yeah, expect to see some philosophical topics coming. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Talk to you in a while.